Eagles Entertainment. On Tuesday, November 30th, defensive coordinator Jonathan Gannon spoke to the media. All right, talk to Howie on that one. Talk to Howie. What we got? JG, you faced uh, the Jets, obviously, in the joint practices. Can you use any of that? Yeah. Yeah, we watched some of that tape. Um, you know, they obviously the tape from what they've been doing in games, but you start to see, like, how they, how they try to attack different defenses and then certain, you know, staple plays that they have that they were running I'm sure in training camp versus us and all the way out throughout the season so um, we looked at that tape and um, you know had some good thoughts about how they were trying to attack us in that in those joint practices and in the game as well so uh, yeah we, we looked at it they played play four different uh, quarterbacks this year. How much does their offense change with each guy in there? Uh, you can see them. Um, you know, Lafleur I think does a good job of trying to tailor fit for what each quarterback's skill set is. Like it looked a little bit different with Joe, with the other two guys playing. Um, you know, obviously with Zach now, but this they have certain staples that show up from things that he likes to run that have been good plays for him. So, um, you know, we've we've looked at obviously the entire year, but uh, they play a little bit differently when Zach's in there. So just got to understand how what he's comfortable doing and how they're trying to attack with him playing quarterback. You guys are uh, 30th in, in sacks per pass play, but you also in other analytics are do well in terms of pressures. Do you have a metric that you measure the worth of one versus the other? Is it based upon how many yards you lose on sack versus how many you lose when you do generate a prior? I mean, is there anything that you – and how do you how do you justify one versus the other? No, I wouldn't say that, Jeff. I, I mean, you know, you look at it in totality. Like, you know, when in, in passing situations – you know, are you affecting the quarterback in a in a positive way for us? And um, you do that a lot of different ways, you know. And you know, you, you, there's no one that wants sacks more than the D line and us because those are some splash, game changing plays. It's a way to get off the field on third down. It's a way on first and second down to put them behind the sticks. And you're always trying to get them to known pass situations. But you know, I don't, I don't, I forget what we were on third down on on Sunday, but. You know, a lot of those third down stops, yeah, we didn't sack the quarterback, but we're affecting him in a positive way. So, like, you know, off the top of my head, the first third down, we, you know, run a little stun in there and Fletch wins on the outside and Sweaty wins on the outside and the quarterback's thrown off his back foot with a guy in his lap, you know, and it's an inaccurate pass. And that, that like, for as good as the coverage was, the play really we really you know it's rush and cover cover and rush like that affected the play the rush you know so um I don't think like you know just measuring sacks is a good measure as far as like how's your how's your defensive line affecting the game um so I think they're doing a good job and and yeah hopefully we get some more production in the with sacking the quarterback at times and there's a lot of different ways to do that as you know said why do you think the the pressure hasn't translated into sacks say it, say I mean, there's been games where we've had good pressure yeah. like you said but it hasn't kind of converted into sacks yeah I mean it, it's a lot of game plan specific things you know how are you attacking who they have blocking protections the routes behind it you know sometimes it's like 
you know, a deeper route where we have a couple guys one-on-one, -on -one, well, if, if you try to block some of our guys one-on-one -on -one for a long time, it's a, that's hard duty, you know. There's other times where, you know, we've sacked a quarterback where we're affecting a protection a certain way, and, you know, you get a couple more one-on-ones than what you're normally used to. So um, I think that our D-line's doing a good job with that, affecting the quarterback in a positive way. And, you know, and, and with us, for, you know, my standpoint, it's always looking at how can we set it up a little bit better? What looks do we need to give? You know, how can we change the pitcher on the quarterback where you're forcing, you know, protection adjustments? I think that all bleeds into our guys having success with sacks. So ultimately it comes down to, to us, to myself, you know. Barnett wasn't on the field late in the game. What was the reason for that? Uh, he had a little bit of a – I think he had a rib or a – something going on with his back. He tightened up, got hit maybe or something, so he was getting worked on on the sideline. When you talk about pass rush, JG, everybody likes to be disciplined, but uh, I guess there's, I don't want to say freelancing, but there's certain coordinators, defensive lines that preach pin your ears back. Is is discipline a big part of your plan when it comes to the pass huge, rush? Huge, huge, yeah. I mean, especially, you know, where you look at where the game is now, I mean, Daniel's a good one to, to you know, he, he will gut you if you do not rush in a disciplined way. And, you know, when you're playing coverage, certain coverages, you don't have a lot of guys looking at them. So, you know, if he creases you because somebody gets out of their rush lane or you don't balance the rush the right way, or even with pressure is how the pressure gets balanced, you know, those, those, are, those end up being explosive plays. So, yeah, like there's, there's definitely a blend of, hey, cut your ears back and go and beat your guy. Oh, but by the way, you can't end up on this side of the center. You know what I mean? Even if you get the slide or vice versa or for ends, you know, like you can't turn yet. Turning the corner is great, but if it comes at it's 13 yards, that's no good for anybody. So there's always a blend of, you know, winning your one-on-one -on -one matchup in a disciplined way when we're four-man rushing, four equals one. They have to be, you know, cognizant of their rush lanes. Good question. Uh, I mean, he's got a live arm, and he's he can move around in the pocket pretty well. Um, I think he's doing a better job this last game, you know, knowing where to go with the football a little bit quicker. And uh, just like any, any you know, high-drafted rookie, there's going to be some learning that you see. Some games he doesn't look as good as other games, but this guy's a very talented guy. I mean, he can make all the throws. He's mobile. Um, he's he's going to be a big-time challenge. How different you approach a rookie quarterback as opposed to a veteran? Uh, depending what, you know, what schematic system you're kind of playing against, it's a little bit different. Um, you know, with them coming, it's a new system, uh, you know, a rookie quarterback, that's different than, you know, you play Bruce Arians and Tom Brady, obviously, you know, so, um, or even when they're playing with Joe, you know, that's a, that's a veteran quarterback in a, in a kind of year one new system. And so, uh, you, you tweak a little bit, you know, how you're, how you're defending them, but, um, you know, I would say for us, it, it ultimately comes down to the execution of us, not really what they do, what we do. So that's what we'll preach on this week. In looking at the Jets, where you play, Elijah Riley's become a starter there. Is that some place for them? What was the process here in terms of 53 practice squad, and, and was it tough to lose him? 
Yeah, I mean, we're, I, I liked Elijah a lot. We all did, you know, and it just comes down to the, those those decisions being made by Howie and Nick. You know, you got to balance a lot of different things, you know, with the roster and special teams and who's up and a pair and a spare and all that stuff. So, you know, it was it was tough to see him walk out the building because, you know, I, obviously he's a good player, but we feel good about the guys that we have now. There have been a couple third and longs. Uh, the other day up there. Uh, what did you see on those plays? And I mean, you guys have been pretty good on third down. Uh, how much do those third and sevens get at you? Uh, you know, a little bit. You know, I had a bad call into the one. You know, we ripped a pressure into a screen. It's like the word. Typically, it was really good by Barnett. Uh, typically, those score. Like when, when you see that pressure get ripped into a screen, like those are like house calls. So the hustle was really good on that to give us a chance, you know, to keep battling them. I and I think uh, they ended up, we almost got out of the drive there with a field goal. But, you know, you always want to be higher. You know, we said, what's well, good third down defense? Get them the third and longer because your percentages go up, you know. And then it's the blend of, you know, are you going to cover? Are you going to rush? Are you going to bring five? Are you going to bring six? Are you going to bring seven? You know, are you going to drop eight? You know, so you saw us do that the one time. So, you know, you'd, you'd like to get out of all of those, but, you know, that that's the game, you know. We've seen Fletcher um, maybe show up in the stat sheet a little bit more. Uh, I don't know if that is indicative of performance. Do you think so? And do you think that has something to do with just um, getting more accustomed to what was originally maybe he said an issue for him just playing playing to different Yeah, players? I mean, he's still playing some multiple spots for us. He's he's doing a good job. I mean, he's, you know, he's, he's, he's doing a really good job in the run game. Um, he's he's really you've heard me say use the term train wreck a game. Um, he has done that when teams try to single block him in the run game. Good luck. So, and then when they double him, that frees up other guys. And then I think in the rush, I think he's he's just doing a good job of winning his one-on-one matchup. And when he does get you know chipped or bumped or the slide comes to him, he's doing a good job. And you know Fletch is one of our premier players and and you know that's why I didn't really have a lot of concern when you know the, he was still affecting the game in positive ways you see the production start to go up the production will continue to go up and if he doesn't show up on the stat sheet guys uh, he's affecting the game in a positive way so that's what we need all our guys to do what have you seen from Milton Williams development over the last few weeks uh, you know, he hasn't hit the rookie wall. We were laughing about that. I think Fletch was was uh, joking about it with those guys. You know, normally college guys, they're used to being done now. He's like, we got six more games plus playoffs, buddy. So um, pick it up. But, um, he's, you know, what, what I love about Milton and all our rookies is, again, you've heard me talk about, like, they correct their mistakes and don't let they – they're not repeat offenders. You know, Milton, you can't get cut out in this this technique, you know. You know, here's why you got cut out. This is what you have to do with your feet or your hands or your body. And you see him self-correct that, you know. And then you see it's it's awesome to see because, you know, we stack back to back to back, you know, plays. This is the same play in the same defense. This is what happened in week 12, and this is what happened this week. And look why you made the play, you know, or look why because you did your job, your buddy made the play, you know. So, um, I would say not making the same mistake over and over and over is what I'm most pleased with Milton about. And just his, his you know, his intensity, his football character, the motor that he plays with, and his, the production that you see that's, that he's playing with right now, he's, he's, he's affecting the game for us. The sample size has kind of gotten larger since you made the move to T.J. Edwards. What, what has he brought to the defense at the second level there now that you've seen him? 
out there for quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really John is going to be the same answer kind of all the time. I mean, he's physical. He's in the right spot. He's extremely intelligent. He run what we asked the linebacker to do, the Mike linebacker. Uh, from a communication standpoint with the front mechanics, with the back seven mechanics, put a lot on his plate each week, and he handles it well. And, um, you know, he doesn't make mental errors. You know, he might miss a play every once in a while that, you know, nine out of ten people miss, you know, but his his production is is high right now. And, you know, he's, he's playing good ball for us. Thank you, guys. For more Eagles news and exclusive interviews, be sure to subscribe to all of our Eagles original podcasts, including Eagles Update, Eagles Insider, and Eagle Eye in the Sky.